It's Saturday, April the 4th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, America sheds jobs and carbon output is set to fall. First, the week in brief. America lost more than 700,000 jobs and its unemployment rate rose to 4.4% in March, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The figures come as no surprise given that almost 10 million people applied for unemployment assistance in the two weeks ending on March 28th. The question is how much worse they will get. Half the world's population has now been placed under stay-at-home orders with the coronavirus pandemic having claimed over 58,000 lives. Singapore, upheld as a model for its early handling of the disease, closed schools and most workplaces in response to a new wave of infections. Boris Johnson, Britain's Prime Minister, exceeded an initial week-long period of self-isolation. American public health officials recommended wearing simple masks in public. Carbon output could fall by more than 5% year-on-year because of the economic lockdown dictated by the pandemic, according to the Global Carbon Project. That would be the sharpest fall in emissions since the Second World War, beating dips provoked by the financial crisis of 2007 to 2009 and the oil price shock of 1973. A measure of Eurozone business activity hit record depths. The Composite Purchasing Managers Index, compiled by IHS Market, fell from 51.6 in February to 29.7 in March, the lowest level since the survey started in 1998. With any number below 50 suggesting contraction, it appears the zone's GDP could already be falling at an annualised rate of nearly 10%. Poland's government called for a two-year extension of President Andrzej Duda's term to avoid holding an election in May amid the crisis. The ruling Law and Justice Party had previously refused to move the election at all. The opposition has called for a state of emergency to be declared, with the election to be held 90 days after it ends. In an unusual move, Peru and Panama began enforcing rules for movement by gender to slow the spread of COVID-19. In Peru, men are allowed to leave home only on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, women on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays, and nobody on Sundays. Panama instituted similar measures as part of its quarantine. Grupo Modelo announced it would temporarily suspend production of Corona, the Mexican beer whose name has coincidentally become synonymous with the coronavirus pandemic. Yet sales of the pale lager had actually spiked recently. Grupo Modelo said the hiatus was prompted by a Mexican government order to cease non-essential business activities. And editor's note, The Economist is making some of its most important coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic freely available to readers of The Economist Today, our daily newsletter. For details, visit our hub at www.economist.com forward slash coronavirus. And now, here's today's agenda. Home entertainment, poker with children. Poker, one expert writes, is a game of utter simplicity, yet beneath the surface it is profound, rich and full of subtlety. Cooped up children can learn it quickly, but the lessons they will glean last a lifetime. They will learn that sometimes bluffing works, but sometimes folding is wiser, and that a lost hand is not a lost game, and a lost game today does not augur one tomorrow. They will quickly figure out how to read their opponents, how cockiness can be a cover for weakness and reticence a ploy to tempt others into overconfidence. They will learn these lessons only if they hurt. After a few practice rounds with matchsticks, play for money, 
This may be difficult. Children come into this world lovable but broke, and no parent wants to further impoverish their own. On the other hand, children are also expensive. Consider any victory a partial repayment for their upbringing. Cutting You Off Modern Family When this mockumentary sitcom had its premiere in September 2009, critics were quick to praise its sharp quips, diverse characters and wry observations on the challenges of parenting in the digital age. The pilot episode introduced viewers to three branches of the Pritchett family. Jay, the patriarch, had remarried to Gloria, a younger, beautiful Colombian woman. Mitchell, Jay's son, had recently adopted a baby girl from Vietnam with his partner Cameron. And Claire, Jay's daughter, was struggling to discipline three adolescent children with her husband, Phil. On Wednesday, after almost 11 years, 22 Emmy Awards and nearly 6,000 minutes of television, the show will air its 250th and final episode. Claire's daughter, Haley, now has twins of her own. Lily, Mitchell and Cameron's daughter, is beginning to date. In recent seasons, ratings have fallen and critics have been less kind, but fans will miss this one big happy family all the same. Crafts for good causes, sewing face masks. As hospitals around the world struggle with face mask shortages, costumiers are revving up their sewing machines. Fashion designers are repurposing runway fabrics. A small army of crafters have assembled, united around a goal. Make as many masks as possible, as quickly as possible, and get them to those in need. Christian Siriano, a designer, has his staff churning out masks instead of evening gowns. They produced almost 2,000 in their first week. Salvador Perez, president of Hollywood's Costume Designers Guild, made about 100 himself. He is now working with others to increase supply and get them to hospitals. The verdict of the health experts? These masks are not suitable for frontline healthcare workers, but are an excellent resource for members of the public and can free up surgical masks for those who need them most. There's no need for a degree in costume design to participate. For DIY crafters, patterns and tutorials abound online. Van Gogh, Art Heists and Covid-19 It is by no means a masterpiece. In fact, the Parsonage Garden at Noonan, 1884, is rather a gloomy painting with smudged greens and greys depicting a fairly dull rural scene. But as an early work by Vincent van Gogh, valued at up to 6 million euros, 6.5 million dollars, it clearly caught somebody's eye. On Monday night, a gang stole it from the Singer Laren Museum near Amsterdam, leaving just a shattered glass door behind them. The piece was on loan to the museum, which had closed due to COVID-19. There are now fears that with galleries shuttered and security resources strained, the pandemic may provide art thieves with a golden opportunity. This year marks the 30th anniversary of the extraordinary heist at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston, in which 13 paintings worth $500 million were nabbed. All, including three Rembrandts and a Vermeer, remain lost. Curators at the Singer Laren will hope for better luck. Antarctic rainforests when the South Pole was warm. Antarctica is a barren ice scape, but during the Cretaceous period it was a balmy continent covered in lush forests similar to those found today in New Zealand. This is the finding of an expedition to West Antarctica in 2017, published this week in Nature. Researchers unearthed a core of soil from the Antarctic seabed dating back to the time of the dinosaurs. Plant matter is amazingly well preserved in the sediment, and the researchers were able to reconstruct the Antarctica of 90 million years ago. 
Just 500 miles, 800 kilometers from the South Pole, average summer temperatures were 19 degrees Celsius and it rained about as much as in modern-day Wales. The region spent, as it does now, four months every year in darkness, but was warmed by a greenhouse effect caused by extremely high levels of carbon dioxide. Depending on humanity's activities, the rainforests of Antarctica could return rather sooner than would be desirable. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Helmut Kohl, who was born yesterday in 1930. I have been underestimated for decades. I've done very well that way. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.